0: Okay, everybody, um, we're back. Um, it's been a long hiatus that we've taken from the podcast uh, trying to, a you know, a lot of us will be traveling around and general life circumstances that got in the way. So we're back now and we're going to be back a lot more. Cons- we'll be back consistently. Hopefully you'll hear our voices at least twice a month um, from now on. So, yeah. And the other thing is uh, we're shortening our podcast so that it's in chunks where it's easier for people um, to listen to when they want to um, listen to the podcast so then you're not you know hearing us for like one hour 40 minutes to one hour but you're listening to us for like 20 minutes to half an hour which is probably better for your health in general. Okay so today Katie and I uh, we're going to talk we've got two topics to talk about um, the first one is we're go- I'm going to dump it into a the general term of we're going to discuss the homelessness issue um, and why that is important because a, a lot of us Asians particularly don't necessarily acknowledge homelessness as a problem in our communities when in reality it is. Um, and it's not just a problem in our own communities, but it's a problem overall of for every, every community and every person where homelessness impacts on every person. So we we're going to talk about the homeless issue. And the second issue we want to talk about is, um, as you guys know, a couple of years ago, um, a Chicago in Chicago, I think it's the University of Illinois, um, a she was a researcher and a student from mainland China, Yingying Zhang or Zhang Yingying, as we Chinese will put the last name first. Um, she was murdered, um, assaulted, raped, and pretty much you know dismembered, decapitated by a guy named Brent Christensen, who I believe worked in in the university and took. A romantic interest in her. Now whether um, I, I remember reading news kind of like over you know when that happened that she didn't show any interest in him and keep in mind this guy was a I think he was he had a girlfriend or a fiance already at that time but yet you know you know sexual predators we as we know don't care um, and if they're more sexual predatory monsters like this guy was so the eventual end of this poor woman is just, you know, sexual murderous violence overall. And the verdict, um, finally, you know, the sentence has been put down. Um, this guy has been spared the death penalty. Um, and I know that I'm generally against the death penalty, but for some reason, for this case, maybe it's my emotions and anger. I'm kind of thinking he probably deserves something like that or deserves to be castrated but that's my personal opinion Um, but he's been given life sentence without parole but we want we're going to talk about that and I think opening up to the broader issue of um, a safety of women safety of women of color safety of Asian women and but and also safety of female international students I think I always felt that Particularly female international students, particularly those coming from Asia, where Asian women again were put into that stereotype of being um, subservient and obedient, and you know, and all those other, you know, o- you know, we obey the man kind of stereotypes really plays against us. And I particularly for particularly for female international students who go to Western countries, Europe, or other countries where they have no family. They're, they're actually even more vulnerable. One of the most vulnerable, and I want to kind of talk about that. Anyway, Katie, do you want to start us off by talking okay, about so the sort of homelessness issue? Is
1: this bit vid- is this video that's been going around. Um, I, I just saw, I just watched it today. Um, I believe it was shown on a Chinese American um, uh, food web uh, food group in Facebook, but it's basically um, it was it's a, a woman filming. An old Chinese lady somewhere in San Francisco, I believe, and the the old and the old woman is selling or hawking um, food that she had basically hoarded from food banks, and I think another nonprofit organization. And the woman that was filming her was basically make trying to make an example out of her, and she asked a passing a black woman on her feedback. Um in the course a black woman was saying that she, you know, was quite was quite annoyed that the food was being the the food was being sold for profit when it could have gone to some other um you know, a black or Latina family instead. Um which I think fine, that's you know, that's that is a fair point. But if you watch the video um and just the state of the old woman trying to sell um the food she doesn't look like she's rolling in, you know rolling cash from her profits basically um this is a desperate want wo- this is a desperate woman um in a uh, in a desperate situ- situation if you just look at the food it's this it's you know it's very western it's very westernized uh, food there's um, cans of um i think there's cans of beans uh there's apple juices orange juices there's like boxes of cereal um, there's like crisp or, or chips, and these aren't you know the food that um, a Chinese uh, you know a Chinese immigrant would normally would want to eat, and as you know and the the, the the you know and there might be some mentality that she did not want to waste the food is going to waste so she may as well. Have some uh, have some cash for it, which I don't think it's uh, you know is Im- is immoral as this woman, uh, who was filming her has basically suggested. So the then the woman goes and, t- 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 and talks to and uh, t- uh, talks to in Cantonese, lectures her, uh, saying that, um, uh, basically she's uh, the the old woman's abusing government uh, governmental, um, you know, property or mm. you know um, or things has been given by government. Um. Uh, instead of uh, giving it to other, um, you know, uh, white people or black people, that, 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 that are going they're going hungry and starving
0: or whatever. Yeah, I heard and, that.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and stuff like that. And uh, she said it's ref- and she said she mentions um, the the comments from the, you know from the from the the black woman as well, and she was saying that these
0: reflects badly mm. on them. As, I'm assuming as a community, and it's just like mind you, yeah. So. Yeah so so my kind of like a few quick thoughts on that video when I watched it um a i i'm angry that i know that the woman that took obviously the video was a chinese woman yeah. um she when she first started speaking she was quoting dates i believe in mandarin or date time and then after that she start she started talking to the lady in lecturing the old grandmother in cantonese you know a saying you know you are you know understand my, you know, listening to the canteen, she was saying that she's abusing government property, that kind of stuff could could go to people who actually need it. Did you hear what that, um, and I'm just going to put a little um, notification for everybody. When Chinese people mention um, black people, it always sounds very offensive, and it generally is. So um, she, didn't yeah, a, and... she,
1: did, she didn't use a she didn't use a like uh, there's she didn't use a you know a politically correct term she's using she's basically used
0: she just said black person she said
1: black, that black person that but black unfortunately has it, yes. it it has that connotation yeah. unfortunately yeah.
0: Yeah, so she pretty much said the color black in Cantonese or dark, whatever you want to call it, person. You know, did you hear what she said? That you know, that kind of you know, food could go to black, black or Latino people who are starving. Blah blah blah. Now, my problem is a, what right has that woman to film um, people trying to trying to make a living on the street? So that's the first thing. Now, second thing, and I think Katie and I kind of mentioned. This kind of like off the podcast before we recorded. I was just saying, look, at the end of the day, only people who are extremely desperate for money um, would sit down on a side street um, and sell um, and sell products like that. You mm-hmm. know, the products that they're getting from food banks or whatever. You know, people who have a job or who you know who can afford not to do that. No one is going to do that just for the sake of doing it. People who do it are desperate for money, whether it's to buy medication, because as we know, the U.S. does not have universal health care. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, little old grandmother doesn't have any private health care. So it could be that she needed to pay for medicine, medical bill, whatever. We don't know. It doesn't look B. like she's bills. Be supported need by her. Bills. It
1: doesn't look like she's been supported by
0: her. By her. Yeah, offsprings or family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and and there is this issue, uh, particularly, and you know, in the in Western countries, and you know, we need to recognise that that there is a homelessness issue among particularly elderly Asian people. Um, I know that when I was back in Sydney, I was telling a few people um, about this issue and and how this issue happens is that a our Confucian Taoist teachings and okay I'm going to put this in a Chinese context but later put it in a more Asian context but in our kind of Confucian Taoist teachings and which is more probably a lot more prevalent for East Asian people who have East Asian descent it always has told us that it is up to the offspring or the children um, to take care of the elderly that's how it and that's how it always should be now that type of teaching is relevant You know, many many dynasties ago, but nowadays when everyone's you know working two or three jobs to make ends meet, um, there this expectation is no longer something that can be a reality. And so what happens is that you find that all these elderly people. Um, some elderly people may come and see live with their thinking that they're going to live with their children coming from over Asia can live with their children in Australia US UK whatever but find that a you know the children working two or three jobs can't cater or fit their parents in their um, apartments or their places so then these old people become displaced you know, other issues, there could be relationship issues between children and parents, whatever, we don't know, right, there's a whole host of issues, but then you put it in a broader Asian context, that same old traditional concepts are always there as well, you know, it doesn't matter what background you are, um, Asian background you are, you know, that old teaching that the children take care of the elderly is always um, there, and nowadays it's not necessarily um, a realistic thing so then what you have is that you have all a lot of these old Asian elderly displaced um, now some of them um, may may have you know different mental health issues as well so remember homelessness is not just because people have, don't have any money and they can't find and they can't afford to find a place to live is also due to there's also a lot of mental health issues loneliness yeah loneliness is another issue as well loneliness o- elderly are lonely and so they wander the streets and they're lonely and loneliness doesn't matter what we what we're saying loneliness is a mental health issue it causes depression anxiety and a whole host of other mental health issues um and a lot of and those elderly who are who may not you some don't even have any children they may be They may be distant from their siblings, whatever. We don't know. There are a lot of elderly Asian people I know who live by themselves or who are by themselves, and they can't afford, um, you know, to live where they're living. So what do they have to do? They have to um, resort to the streets. So whether we like it or not, we have to admit that, particularly within our Asian cultures, and I'll put Asian in our context because – Katie, you know, we're you know we're talking about this our Asian sphere that homelessness is an issue within our community. We've just failed to acknowledge it because of this idea that we it's, live in this model minority I, world. I think,
1: for some re- I think for some reason poverty is is not an issue that uh, many um, uh, many Asians would uh, really would like to kind of talk about. It's sort it's, it's sort of the thing. It's I think it's the sort of things that we. A kind of, I think we've been brought up not to kind of um, speak of it. It's the sort of thing that you sort of have to be ashamed of. And for things, I mean, mm. for things like what's happening to this, um, to this, the old, uh, the old lady. If she cared so, I, I she cared so much about, I guess, the her community. I, I don't understand why the the woman that was filming, um, the old lady, the old lady, uh, could have asked her what 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 got her into this position or got into the situation. You know, why was she more cons- why was she more concerned about the welfare than how being perceived by outsiders? You know what I mean? Is it's, mm. it's
0: mm. or what or what can she do to help? What can she do to help? It doesn't mean that she has to give them like five hundred dollars, but you know, if she's a good person, you know, the your initial response is what, instead of filming her and trying to shame her, we do, her, what exactly can I do to is,
1: help? I do believe we do have this tendency, um, at least for East Asians anyway, to shame people who are poor and it's kind of like, that's, that to me is immoral, you know, that's, why should you um, condemn mm. someone for the situation when it' it's probably not their fault? Well, that's the thing I think the idea of, of, of being poor is that it's, it be it being poor uh, you know if you know, be, you know being in poverty it's your own doing your own fault. I think that that's I think that's the narrative we've been, um, we, we, you know we've been brought up to think if you are you know if you you wouldn't be poor if you worked hard for cash right. But sometimes it is never that is not the case if you're stuck into a system that mm-hmm. systematically that systematically uh, makes sure that you are kept in that kept in that layer of a society.
0: And and let and let's face the reality, a lot of us have been very poor, either we currently are or we have been before. Like I have been very poor. Um I, I know that I, you know, as a bit of a rebellious thing, um, when I went into university, I decided to leave home, differences with my parents. And I decided to leave home, no job, just went to study. And um, all I had was, you know, I had government, very small welfare student um, government welfare payment. So I literally lived on $50 a week, um, you know, basically like after, you know, paying rent in a very dirty and shabby share house with other people. Um, you know, and, you know, when you take out all the necessities, I only had $50 a week to spend, which means that's enough to pay for my transport to university and, um, you know, buy, you know, lunch, you know, books and stuff. I really had to scourge money. I uh, don't know how I did it, but I know that, you know, finally I found that there was like a second hand thing. Um, like a website where you can buy where people can either buy second hand or exchange but uni books are uh, notorious so you being
1: expensive that's why there's the, that's why you yeah can, very expensive yeah secondhand or even you know fifth hand yeah,
0: yeah. I guess. and luckily luckily one of my cousins actually studied the same degree as me and we shared some of the same courses And she was a few years older so she actually gave me some of her um, books but they were like the early editions mm. So we've all, and so we've all kind of, you know, lived that kind of life, whether we are or we have. But
1: even if you, so if, I
0: don't. And I was, was
1: going to say, but even if you, if you, yeah, don't, if you don't, if you don't,
0: you and
1: and you're lucky enough not to have to go go through that, I don't. You know, I think you should have some sort of emotional intelligence or some empathy to empathize yes. and to yes. kind of not look down on people who are beneath, you know, who you think are beneath you, because. If you've got the power, you've got the privilege to even just to kind of help someone along. I would use it, even if it's just given like if exactly. if, it's, if it's just given a pound to someone, um, to someone homeless. And even if they are going to use that pound towards like drugs or whatever, it's none of your business. You've you've let it go. It's there is I what I've used to what I've used to do. I've used to not try and not give money to um the homeless. I would go out and I would go and buy them food. You know, or buy them things yeah. for them instead, and I, 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 I was, I thought I was doing the right thing because then I'm not, you know, giving them money for drugs and things like a lot. Um, I'm literally policing their the, on how they spend their money by giving them basically by giving them food instead of giving them cash. And if they want to use their cash to spend on food, they and to spend on a bed because you need for and here in the UK you need to. Spend um i think they uh, it's generally twelve pounds or so something like that they need to, to pay for a bed in in a homeless hostel they have to every night they have to go in to pay for a bed so they you know to sleep in it's, it's not free you know these these homeless hostels that they you know to have a shelter for that are not free or or even even to get drugs to get them through the night or you know a tent or whatever you know wherever they want okay give them give them the money you know Give them just give them the cash you don't, don't 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 they're not toddlers you know what I mean they've probably been on the earth a lot longer than you have if if they're lucky most of the time um in the UK quite a lot of people in the, in like the 30s late 20s die from from you know from being a COVID from exposure it's very common for for homeless people to sort of um you know die in a, in a warby thing I,
0: I I think I yeah I think there's nothing wrong if it's very cold and you live in a snowy area. If you give someone homeless money, but also give them, I don't know, a jacket or a blanket, um, it's, or even it's, a hot honestly, coffee, I don't, you know, but also give them. Honestly, just, you know, it's, it's, it's really none
1: of your business what they do with the money afterwards. It's, mm. it's, you know, it's even if they're not going to use it for the bear, they're going to use it to, to get high or something like that. That's nothing to do. It's really fucking difficult to go on the street, let's be honest. I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't want to trade places with them, let's be honest. And I would probably want to be high to do it. And I would probably want to, you know, if I want to be probably, um, want to make sure if I die in my sleep, I make sure that it'd probably be painless, you know what I mean? Um, mm. This also, I mean, we need to show a little bit of empathy, we need to show a little bit of understanding. And also, what sort of sort started this, um, you know, rant off is um, I've seen a couple of. Um, um, I was just telling Erin about it. Uh, Seattle apparently has um, sort of stuck these posters that says, um, "If you know see a tent, report a tent," mm-hmm. and uh, they would give you then an, uh, an a link to their app, so that you can report this tent. And the tagline was, um, you know, um, um, uh, access and um, um, no access to, in, to sanitation is inhumane. And it's like, what do you mean? It's inhumane. Like there's there's such thing as public toilets, mm. you know what I mean? There should be such thing as public toilets, and and it's not exactly, you know why? How is it inhumane How is it? How is that inhumane? What you know? Surely it makes more sense that it's inhumane that you're that uh, you're compromising these individuals' safety and shelter by reporting mm. them. Where the fuck are
0: they supposed mm. to go?
1: Mm. You know what I mean? After, in, afterwards. In,
0: mm. In general, if I, you know, if I walk down the street and I see like an old person or any person selling food like that video on the street, I'll either generally give them money or I'll buy something off them. Uh, whether I use it or not, it's up to me. But at the end of the day, at least it may help contribute towards something, you know, whether it's Property a meal. Poverty is on the rise. Poverty yeah. is on Poverty's, the rise. Yeah. is is And most people in developed countries like the US. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, the other thing we need to recognise is that the middle class is no longer what was traditionally viewed as the middle class, where people had a house, able to pay a mortgage, able to pay bills, able to put food on the table. The middle class are actually classified as a working poor um, nowadays, where they're struggling, they're living day to day. People are not being able to have savings, you know. Someone like myself, I mean, now... I'm in a privileged position where I'm not in that kind of situation but I I was I have been and I was and I I probably would have been homeless at some point if I just if I didn't have my parents home to go back to Mm. and for me that was my only solution you know I, I left because I was angry I was poor, but I had no other choice. Either I was going to be homeless, or I could go home. And I just sucked in all my pride at that time and went home. Right. The reality and, is mm. that
1: most most of us have have more in common with. We are more likely to be homeless than we are likely mm. to be, you know, to be millionaires
0: or even billionaires. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah. Um. But yeah, I just yeah want people to just remember that. It is a problem. It, it impacts on all humans, not just specific communities. Our own Asian community are not immune to homelessness and poverty and working poor issues. Um, you know, if anything, it's probably a, a bigger issue, particularly with, you know, people who, A, have language issues, exploitation at, mm-hmm. exploit exploitative labour, um, because one thing we need to recognise is that for those who – migrants who may not have very strong English speaking issues you live in the West you tend to work for bosses who are of your same ethnicity and whatever I want to say there's a lot of exploitative labor happening where we exploit our own people it's a very common thing so exploitative labor thing is a major issue also in the U.S. people who are undocumented Um, They're not, they're not going to be able to get, you know, a proper job where they're getting paid, paying taxes. They need to get, they'll get, try to get jobs that are cash in hand. That again, you know, a lot of the jobs that they will get are exploitative labor because they have no other choices. And they're, they're, you know, either that or they're selling stuff on the street like that old, um, you know, Chinese grandmother, you know, that's, that's all they can do. So we need to recognize that these are inherent problems in our society that, even as a community and as a society as a whole, no one has really ever addressed properly. You know, we no, you know they, all, we shouldn't be
1: demon. We should not be demonizing people like the um, exactly the old, uh, the old lady. Um, there's also also what, um, me and Erin were saying as well. Um, um, outside the podcast is that um, if if the um, the old granny were to live in Asia, so she was you know, if she were say in Hong Kong, for instance. Um, she would, um, she would be in a similar situation where she would be collecting, you know, rubbish and litter for pennies. There's, you know, because mm-hmm. well, Hong Kong, Georgia has a, has an Asian population, for example, and that's that's one of the things that you would normally see is um, is old people trying. We um, still have to try and make a living somehow, and also that's how happens in and of course there's a there's a there's a pro- issue in South Korea where old, I um, think we talked before um, in the podcast in the past where old, um, old um, women also in a very advanced age having to prostitute themselves mm. as well because because they can't afford to you know they not to live. Um, exactly, and it's... and I'll make
0: yeah, I'll... yeah sorry, go on. Sorry. Gone. I was just going to say my kind of final point on this topic is that you know another good example is that when I was in, I try to go, I generally go to china once every two years or every year now trying to but when i went the last time i went to china which was last year you see a whole host of older elderly who are working in working poor jobs either going through trash and collecting cans um, being street cleaners street sweepers or just working as cleaners now one question people ask me is that, you know, in a, such an affluence is meant to be and a growing economy of mainland China, why are all the elderly doing these jobs? So my answer to a lot of people is that, A, for them, particularly um, a lot of these elderly people were working in labour camps during um, communist China, cultural revolution. This is a cultural revolution generation. Mm-hmm. They were young adults at that time. So for how many years that that lasted, they had no proper education. So once the Cultural Revolution was over, Chairman Mao's reign was over, he died, he passed away, Um, you know, China kind of changed a little bit. That entire generation of Chinese people who didn't have the adequate education, who only knew how to farm, how to work on the labour camps, they they lacked any opportunities that could come when a country transforms and changes. And and that's the other problem in Asia, where we see that when there's political-ish situations that happen in that period, it is that generation that loses out. Um, Katie, do you have any final thoughts on this topic before we um, move on? Or? Talking about poverty is actually one of... Um, this is one of the things that
1: I, I do get passionate, passionate about because um, things, things like homelessness um, is... It's just prevalent in modern society, at least in, in developing countries, anyway. In, in modern mm. society, mm. Um, I don't know if at least in in Wales, as we have some of you know, um, and homelessness has sort of kind of increased as well in 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 the last sort of like two years or so. Like it is really really bad. So you ca- you probably cannot um, avoid seeing tents in in the high streets or um, you know being tucked away somewhere else, you know somewhere else um, you know um, in. Um, grassy parklands and things like that out of the way because they're trying to get away from the authorities and is and homeless people being moved around by you know by councils by cities and things mm. like that in in the effort of making a place looking nice and gentrified and very clean is a real issue um and we and learning about homelessness I think it's it would do us it would do us a you know bene, it would benefit us to actually understand um, why uh, why that we have why is it that we have this problem we should be a bit more empathetic in general i think mm-hmm. about, about about people about mm-hmm. you know, you know is it's, it's desperate people desperate situations and and honestly people like that woman who was filming you know the old granny you know should fucking mind her own is a fucking no better mind her own business if she really was that concerned she would have uh, she should have helped her elder instead of making an example out, uh, you know, out of her because she just exactly she was, it was just easier for her to film rather than kind of ask rather than do most uh, the difficult thing and actually get involved into into her life really it was just easier exactly. for her to make an example
0: exactly. out of her and sometimes you know my kind of final point before we move on um i generally look at these type of situations and think to myself was it is it that hard for that woman who spent all that energy and effort to shame and film um, someone in poverty to ask how can I help instead of doing all that stuff you know and sometimes asking how can I help is is always the most difficult it's hard for many people but it shouldn't be hard you know we should be able to ask You know, I, you know, when I was in Singapore, I, you know, there was an old lady trying, you know, trying to lug down like a, you know, stuff that she was selling on a day down the stairs at the, at the train station. Nobody helped. It was a busy station. So I asked her, um, you know, if I could help her, like she didn't speak English at all, so I her in Chinese and she was shocked that I was willing to help carry her stuff down. Then before we got down, some gentle, some guy probably saw me helping her. And then he said, you know, I'll help, you know, and he just um, carried the whole thing down. But it always just – my my final point is that it always takes one person to ask, can I help, if you can help, um, and sometimes that can then offshoot other people Mm -hmm. because people look at themselves and think, shit, you know, know, why am I not doing it? Um, Again, you know, I think that we are a society that has lost – that idea of asking random strangers, can I help you, um, you know, or do you need help? It doesn't mean that people people may not need help and they'll tell you they don't need help. But if you see, you know, for me, generally, if I see an old person lugging something heavy and they're struggling, I'll generally ask if I can help. doesn't matter, um, you know, who they are. Or even train and, you know, they're standing up and you can tell that they're really elderly and, it's, you know, I don't give them my seat. Those little things I think really help. Now, is it okay if we move on, Katie, fun, or did you want
1: to
0: – So, in the last kind of like five to six minutes, I want to talk about um... – I think we, can, we should be able to extend the podcast just for today. I yeah. Think, because yeah, today, yeah. I think we can go on to like, you know, 10 minutes, I guess. That should be okay with this topic. And I, the topic I wanted to discuss is um, if you guys remember um, the – University. I think she was a doctor. She was a doctoral student. Uh, Yingying Zhang, Yingying or Yingying Zhang, at the University of, um, you know, Illinois, I believe, or somewhere in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And in two thousand and seventeen, um, she was uh, murdered. So she was a. She was raped, beaten up, so beaten, assaulted, raped, murdered, and um, I believe decapitated slash dismembered. She was, and she was a twenty six year old. Chinese international student now the murderer has been found so it is a guy named Brent Christensen um who I believe knew her and had a romantic interest in her now but as we know monstrous
1: basically
0: yeah factuated. yeah and so we know that with sexual murderous predators like that um piece of shit um you know he would go to the extreme and the extreme for um Ying Ying sadly was that a you know her body has never been found and up to this day now that he's been sentenced he has refused to tell anybody the authorities where her body is so oh, the sentence has sense. finally yeah I know the, the sentence has finally come down and he has been spared the death penalty but he's been given life um, behind bars without parole so that's the situation you know I you know it's it's just That entire situation is really sad. And I think uh, we have seen, there has been multiple cases all over the world of particularly Asian international students. And I know that a lot of the international student cases that have been highlighted in the media have been Chinese students, Chinese female students. You know, we know one that was killed in Europe, in the UK. And that was, I think that was a domestic violence one um there there was in australia uh, fair too many i think for the past five years yeah yeah there's been one in australia where i was following quite intently where it was her uncle by marriage Mm -hmm. so uncle by marriage who who pretty much brutally raped her murdered tied her up raped her um you know gagged her assaulted her beat her up and then just threw her body into water like about 100 kilometers away from home um, from where they were living you know and why he did that was because he was infatuated with her you know he was there was um, videos from his camera where he was filming her having a shower or filming her change so that's how sick monstrous predators these men men in general are and I think just getting back to the yin yin situation the, the saddest part is that you know parents you know the parents are so far away the parents are in China so you can imagine the anxiousness and the sadness that comes with that that they just feel helpless because they're like thousands of miles away right um and things like that so yeah Katie do you have my headphone battery is going to run out soon so do you have kind of a final final comments yes. on that situation? Uh, I'm going to link
1: it with another unfortunately, with another murder that sort of um, has been making around this past week, um, or week or two or so. Uh, Bianca Devins, which is a a 17 year old teenager, I think she had an Instagram mm. previously, but she was mm-hmm. um, why reg She was decapitated, but I think she was stabbed repeatedly in the neck area, and um, oh, she was oh, she was yeah. by her by a stalk by a, by her stalker. Um, he killed her, I think, at um, at the concert because she basically said she said she said no, she rejected him. But she's asexual, and um, it's I don't know what is it about these men that feel like they are fucking entitled to women. It's just like, um, and I don't understand how is it that women, I don't understand again, I don't understand it, just just the violence, the, the just the general violence um, that women sort of face. Um, you know, daily, and because this is unfortunately, this is a real. This is you know, being killed is one of you know, our real fe- fears. You know, what I mean, it's just it's it, a, it's it a, is a, it's a it's a it's a reality that we kind of have to kind of contend with. You know, it's it's it not is. just it's not it's not a thing that's just sort of randomly. It's not a thing that it's not one of those. Um, uh, the possibility you you get attacked by a shark or something like that is not it's not as low yeah. as that or get struck by lightning twice is it's this is a you know this is a real thing
0: that we would have to seriously think about it is and and you can imagine like you know like i think when i was back in um australia just uh, like two months ago there was a case of a woman in melbourne she was a homeless woman um and she had like mental health issues and she was found murdered in a park like in a um, kind of like a popular park in Melbourne, and when the police chiefs, it was was a you know a, a, male, a male police chief, he went on air and he said that violence is an ish, is a men's issue and we need to recognise that. So he said that, and I, and he was applauded by a lot of people, but then all of a sudden all these MRAs. Started coming in public, attacking him, saying that no, no that's not, you know, yeah, women but that's, can be this is this, this is the thing, Because I you know, yes, yourself. women
1: can be violent. Of course, we can be violent, but not to not to the not to the uh, to, to sort of the statistics. You know, to the way the statistics sort of map shit out, and not the way it's it's like a cultural thing for men to be violent. Is it is a cultural thing? It's called toxic masculinity. Exactly. We've been talking about this since we started the podcast. It's it's is you know just exactly you know it's not. And it's not yin Ying, you know, being killed because, I don't know, because, and also, the, as we said before in the in, in our previous podcast, whenever there's an Asian woman um, involved with, I say, a white male, a, the killer who was white male, somehow the honest on her death or very violent death would be on her for some fucking reason. I don't know how it is. Somehow it would be her fault.
0: Usually, it's her fault. With well, yeah, but her she, fault that she was with another but, man or yeah, seen with another it's, man. It's always you
1: know, her even if, fault. If, I, if yeah. there's no actual, you know, link. There's there's no relationship between them. There's no fucking link between them other than that. That um, that he um, know, this guy has worked in the same kind of um, in the same university as her. I think that's that would be the only link.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, and you know, and again, you know, we've heard we've heard this, and we and we need to remember that all women doesn't matter who we are all women um, are, you know, threatened by violence. You know, we are always, we always have to always think about our own safety no matter what. Even if we don't think about it, we just by default do. So I you know, I was saying to Katie before we uh, the podcast, I said, you can imagine like, you know, all of us, we're a lot of us, we already feel vulnerable when we're out late at night walking by ourselves. Um, you know, people who, you know, but can so, and I was saying that, one thing I have noticed a trend is that particularly I know that a lot of um, international students and Asian female international students are even more vulnerable, A, because of the stereotypes that Asian women are put into, and B, a lot of international students going to countries which are totally different from the societies that they've come from. They don't know the area. They don't know the laws. They, they are maybe a little bit more not as aware of the safety issues as a lot of us but are, even, maybe but, even as if, locals if, but even for someone things, like us who are who yes. have, you know grown up in you know in in like the us
1: or in the uk or you know in australia in, in the country in, in our you know on the home turf and we like to think that we know our places and things mm. like that it's still still not particularly safe it's still, still not
0: particularly safe for us um this no it's not safe for us and i'm Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. You know, imagine for some a a young Asian female who's going to a, a country totally foreign to her, with no networks and no connections even more, you know, even more vulnerable, like, you know, and I think, A, we're all vulnerable as a whole, and I think we I think just what need people to need, recognize that, and men I think need what to just people stay in their place.
1: To, in this case, I think what people need to recognize is that Asian women are just being killed for being Asian women, you know what I mean, because it's, it's having that, it's having that stereotype, and also yeah. the fact that women get killed, you know, it's, it's pretty common for women, for women to be killed, it's not like, it's not a, it's not a one-off thing, it's not a random headline you know, that you just, it's, these headlines are fucking consistent, I'm not being funny, this, this is ridiculous, this is even if it's just localized, exactly. you know, it's just localized in, you know in, on national news in one country or, you know, it's local news or even interna- oh, reaches internationals you will, it's always there's some sort of form of uh, murder, you know, of a woman, of, you know, one form or another, it's, it's, it's ridiculous I think the fact that it's been downplayed as as unusual i think that was uh, rather than a natural you know actual, rather than natural real issue that women face it, these and also these are the headlines don't forget those some of the ones
0: that don't make it to the headlines that actually just become a statistic or a number as well exactly exactly um in saying that um we'll um, do you have any kind of final thoughts on today's podcast before uh, I we i would finish like off? to ask our
1: listeners um if you're still with us Thank you so much, and um, give us some feedback. What you think about having a shorter format? So is it easy? You know, would you prefer yeah. the you know the, the the longer
0: one hour format, or would you prefer you know more bite sized chunks like half and half and half half an hour? Exactly. And if you have topics that you're interested in us covering, or you want to come and join us as a guest podcaster, and again, you know, we are you know alert to all the Asian females or POC females out there. Um, you know we would love to hear from you as well so in saying that um, thank you for listening and you know welcome back